Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Zero Hours. I am Mikey Brown. Glad to have you here today. Uh, today's podcast, I just I, I was watching a movie and something popped in my head, and I get these ideas sometimes like this. But the uh, the old saying, it is what it is. And, you know, I've used that, unfortunately, used that numerous times myself. Is what it is. Now, to me, and maybe to a lot of people, it's just an expression. But, when you get to think about what that means, to me, here lately, anyway, I've been thinking about more stuff, of course, with all the stuff we've had going on in forever, for nine months. But I really, I think about that, is that a coward's way out? Is that a coward's way of thinking? I mean, you're saying it is what it is, which means you're not going to do anything about it, and it's just going to go along its merry way, whether you like it or not. And it's followed usually by, you know, you'll say it is what it is, and there's nothing I can do about it. Now, sometimes that may be true. And a lot of times, I'm sure for a lot of people, that is very much the truth, that there's nothing you can really do about it. And it's and in that expression, some things are better that way. Like, you know, it is what it is when the guy leaves, just an example, say he leaves his trash bins in front of your driveway every day. Okay? You go out there and you move it. And next week it does the same thing. You go out there and you move it. And then, of course, you're getting pissed because this dude keep putting his trash cans in your driveway. So the third time, maybe you confront the guy and say, hey, why do you keep putting your trash cans in my driveway? You know, blocking my driveway. You know, and he says, well, I just feel like doing it. So you have some options in that situation. Number one, you could pound him in the face right then and there. Number two, you could tell him, I'm going to have to call somebody, police or whatever, which, you know, who wants to do that over some trash cans? I get it. Or the next time you come home, spread his garbage can out all over his yard when you plow it with your car. Okay? That would be some options for is what it is. You know, you could say it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. I just get out and move this trash every day or I do something about it. Okay? But to be in in any of those altercations, to confront the guy pissed off because you know you're going to be mad you call the cops or you trash his trash cans out of your driveway with your car now ask yourself is any of those three worth the hassle rather than just getting out moving them and letting this dickweed think he's winning something by blocking your like he's being a man by blocking your driveway with trash can now i know that's a far-fetched uh kind of you know, but there's all kind of property disputes, anything like that you could use in that situation. There's basically a bunch of different ways to handle it, and there's some ways you just shouldn't do. And, and that's where you, I kind of think it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Might be the best option. It might be the best thing to say. But on the other hand, you know, there's some things that you can change or could change, and you just say, ah, oh, it is what it is. And I don't know, that's starting to, as the older I'm getting, that's starting to sound like chicken shit. You know, it's just, you can always stand up for a lot of things. 
you don't have to just let everything that bothers you go by the wayside. And you can actually, even if it's just speaking your opinion, at least you're doing something. You know, and it, it, it's more apt now because, like, the last few years I've been more political. And I don't hang my hat on politics. Okay, I mean, I, I don't have this burning desire to run for office or anything. I, I don't bury myself into politics. But if I also think something's wrong or I disagree with something, I have trouble. With, the older I'm getting, I'm having more trouble saying it is what it is. And it's like you go out there and, and at least voice your opinion if you're not going to do anything more severe. Well, then I was thinking about that also. And, and the, the flip side of that is like Antifa. They didn't let it. They didn't let it. Go by the wayside. They didn't. They don't say words like it is what it is. They go out and do the protest and the you know arguments and all this stuff. And I'm good with that. You know, I am good with that until you become violent. I've said this I don't numerous times. I mean, I don't care about anybody protesting. I think it's disrespectful to get in the police police force face. You know, when you see these videos, these people, you know, fuck you, motherfucker, and right an inch from their face, and just disrespectful as hell. 99.9% .9 of cops are good, you know, and it's like, I, I'll hear disparaging amounts from that. But majority, I'm not going to say, I won't even say 99.9%, .9%, I'll say the majority. So, but Antifa finds something wrong with something, so they go out and, and protest. They don't use the words, it is what it is. I think the silent majority is in this rut right now where, and I'm putting myself in that box, where we're kind of saying it is what it is. I mean, if if we weren't, there'd be a lot more Patriot, Antifa, Black Lives Matter clashes going on in the world, right? There'd be a lot more gay and anti-gay. There'd be a lot more liberal, conservative, left and right, black and white, you know, all this stuff. There'd be more clashes, I think, if the majority of people didn't say it is what it is. So like I said, I go back goes back to the point, is that a bad thing? It might not be a bad thing. It's just my perspective on the little phrase has changed, you know, over the course of the last five, ten years. You know, in the, in the political side of things, you know, if we said it is what it is to everything, you know, then we couldn't go back and look at anything that was made in the past. So as a conservative... I couldn't go back and say the crime bill in 1994, you know, what Biden said in 2007, his son Hunter and all this trouble and God, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't say any of that because I'd have to have the notion that, eh, it is what it is. It doesn't affect him running the country. You know, that, that would be the explanation. It's like, and it works for Trump too. You know, he had Trump University. He's had some shady dealings in the past, you know. Just everything from the past, but it has nothing to do with how he ran the country, in, in my mind, anyway. So, I can look at his past and say, yeah, it is what it is. That's not what I elected him for. I elected him to run the country the best he could. And the same way with the Biden supporters, they can say the same thing. What he did in the past is no relevance. It is what it is. So, that little phrase to me is just, it's used, you know, I mean, it's it's so many different possibilities with that, with the phrase, it is what it is. So I'm looking at it in, in a generalized life here. And, and if you want to do something in your life, 
and you're capable and, and then you have the means to do it, even the, as minute as it may seem. But you kind of tell yourself, not even to procrastinate, you just kind of give up on it. And you say, ah, you know, you use the old expression again, it is what it is, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a this or I'm that. You know, I'm never going to be any more than this or I'm never going to be any more than that. And I should have done it 30 years ago. And, and you know, and I, it's all the same things I have said. I mean, they're, they're exactly what I say today. You know, I would have been a rock star if I'd have tried harder 35 years ago. You know, if I would have took a big interest 35. I want to write a book. I wanted to be an author 30 years ago. And I tried to write it 20 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever it was. And because my computer crashed and blah, blah, blah. And then I and I got it back and then it was like, ah, I read it. I didn't think it was as good as I thought it was when I wrote it. So that ah, is what it is. I'll do it. I ain't going to do it. And then I decided, you know, one day, the next week or whatever, I said, I'm going to write a book. That's it. It's back in my mind. And it's not even procrastination. It's just, do you have the desire to really do it? You could say it and then not do it. You don't follow through. It's either because you really didn't want to do it or you're, you're, you're making excuses so you don't fail at it. You can just push it in the back burner. Or, or in the fact is you just can't do it. There's, 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 there's three things you got there. So, in my, in my mind, with my book, I can, I can write the book. You know, I wrote most of it. I have most of it written down. I just didn't like it when I reread it. Should I finish the book? Yes, to, to, to finish something because I don't like not finishing things. That. Sucks. That's why I'm not a handyman. That's not why I'm a. That's why I'm not a mechanical person, because I had no pers. I have no patience to learn and to you know like a, a pottery any kind of skill that's mechanical. You know, hanging drywall or something. There ain't no way I could do that, because I would hit a nail wrong one time and ruin one little piece of something, and and people do all the time every day, and I would lose my shit. Because I just can't, I'm not a patient person. And patience is a virtue, then it's a virtue I do not own. I'm pretty patient about things, but and the mechanical aspects of stuff, stuff like that, no. When I want to get something done and something's preventing me from doing that, and I mean, I really want to get it done, just get it done. And even if it's somebody that stops you and wants to talk to you, and they're being nice, and you're trying to be, you know, you're smiling, you're... Your best smile, your fake smile, whatever. But you're just like, I wish this person would just have a life more than outside of this. Just let me go. Do what I got to do. Get home. I, I don't need the small talk. Now, that doesn't happen a lot. You know, there's maybe a one in a million or one in a thousand times that that would ever happen to me. Because usually when I see somebody out that I know and I want to hang, you know, that want to have a conversation with, anything can wait, you know. I mean, as patient, as non-patient as I am, it's not about everything. It's like non-patience in, in mechanical stuff, sure. Non-patience in, like, sadly for me, like in my in music stuff, I'm very, when I'm writing a song, I'm very impatient. I want to get it done. If I start a song, I'd like to have it done that day. You know, that three hours or two hours, whatever. 
I don't want to have to hit on it some, then come back and do it again. I mean, I want to, if I get on a song, I want to stay on it till it's done. And that's, that's my impatience coming through. And I have multiple different areas where I'm impatient. Some some areas I'm very patient. I go to the doctor's office. They're running behind, sitting in that little room by myself. That really doesn't bother me. Some people that sends over the wall. Now, if I have to be somewhere, and uh, it's going to make my routine screwed up because i got to spend an extra hour at the doctor, then I get impatient. So I'm very selective. I have selective impatience, to put it that way. But to you, it, and then a lot of times I do use the word, it is what it is, like with anything that's out now, like even the COVID stuff, I use, it is what it is. And it's like, and a mask, you know what? Uh, this thing's been beat to death, but a mask, if your store requires me to wear a mask, I'll do it. The doctor's office requires me to wear a mask. I will wear one in there. If you don't require me to wear one, I won't. And that's just simple as that. It, it, and it's not being conformed or complying with what people, the anti-maskers say. It's To me, it's respectful of the business, okay? It's respectful of the people that are in there. And if that's what they want to do, and they feel that a mask is worthy of it, which, you know, that's up to you. It's in your own mind, I guess. Because we can't get a straight answer either way now. It's flip-flopped so many times. But to do that, you know, in a business is no big deal to me. I wear a mask and it's like, I'm not a poser. I'm not complying. I'm actually disrespectful, respecting their, you know, wishes. Now, if the government comes out, and this is the argument I get with that. The government comes to my door and says, you will take a vaccine. You know, you need to comply. And am I going to say, ah, go ahead. It is what it is. No, no. No, I'm not, because that's that's a different that's a different spectrum altogether. Is when you're being telling them to do something I'm adamantly against, like wearing a mask is not something I'm adamantly against because I've had to do it since the inception of the COVID thing. I've had to wear masks multiple places because it requires them, you know, or my job requires it, or you know I'm trying to be, you know watch out for my elderly parents, you know, or whatever. So the mask thing was never a mandated, you know, like a, a big deal to me. Taking a vaccine, yeah, that's a bigger deal. I don't, I don't feel the need. I don't want a, a vaccine. I, I don't know what they're planning on doing other than just giving you the shot. It's the same as a flu vaccine shot for me. Never taken a flu vaccine shot. So I'm not going to take this one for whatever coronavirus I'm not going to take it at 52 years old. And it's like, you know, yeah, I probably should maybe, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to, I always understood <clears throat> vaccines to be, everybody I know that's taken a flu shot or whatever seems to get sick right after that. And, and usually not very, very lightly sick. I mean sick. So I'm not taking that chance. I'll take the chance on hoping my immune system can hold up and hoping that, you know, if it's time, it's time, I guess. And I'm not saying it is what it is on that, really. But I'm just saying, yeah, God's got, you know, one thing most of us agree on is there's a God. I mean, not everybody, because there's atheists and all this good stuff. I lean more towards, you know, I'm a, I'm a free thinker, but I'm, 
I was a Baptist when I grew up in Northtown. I was a, a Church of God guy. I was a growing up real young, and then when I made my own decision, it was a Free Will Baptist Church. And then since then, it's not really been. I have no, no denomination because I don't go to an organized religion, and that's a, that'll be a different podcast. But I just don't go there for my own personal reasons. We'll say that to cut time there. Um, but. As far as my thinking goes, I still believe there's a God. And it's like I've never wavered off of that. And I still believe the the Jesus, you know, all that stuff. I lean more towards like a Baptist agnostic. It's kind of weird because, you know, I I believe there's... uh, my, My situation with that is I believe there was a God. I believe Jesus was here. I believe all that story. But other things circulating around in the Bible, the stories and stuff, I don't necessarily... Count is 100% true. And I've said that before. But I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, okay, Noah building an ark and sweat. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, it's like, no, because if I don't believe in something or I don't believe that it happened, I'm going to call it out. But a lot of people use the phrases and it's, and it's, it gets used too much to where I think we give up in life. You know, it's like, like I said earlier, we were more mundane. I'm, I'm not going to be the rock star or the artist or the author or the, you know, whatever you wanted to be, farmer. You could have wanted to be a farmer as a kid and grew up in the city and always wanted to do that. And then it's like you just never did it. And you've got to look back on it and regret in some way. I mean, it's like my my childhood memories, like when I was real young, was... I don't really remember wanting to be like a policeman or a fireman or anything like that. I don't remember it. If if I had something, I sure don't remember it. But I do remember being in the basement of my house with a pool stick. <clears throat> and I had a screwdriver stuck in a, a pole in the wall. And I would play my Kiss albums and Cheap Trick and Ted Nugent and Alice Cooper and Three Dog Night and whatever else albums I had down there. And I would stand up at that pool with the mic with the screwdriver stuck in it with my pool stick as my guitar right and i would mouth lip sync every album of kiss and cheap trick and all those guys and i just remember even there was times when there would be two or three of us down there doing it buddies of mine and we would have the after show stuff where we we got the water little shots of water like half a glass full of water and you know it's weird but we used to act like that was vodka you know we were after the show and it shows you what we thought of rock stars you know uh, we're all tired and drinking some vodka after the show you know and it's just like crazy stuff but man i knew all the words and i was just rolling along there and there and that was my childhood a lot of my childhood was spent in that basement listening to music that's why i grew up i think such a musical person i just i love music from day one basically now when i got into high school I, I played some stuff in high school you know but it wasn't like i got in a band or really went above and beyond to learn any instrument and when i got out of school it was the same thing i went you know tried a failed college because i thought that was the thing to do i didn't like it got out of it had a had a job and a factory job i was like well i'll just I'll do this. I really lost all inspiration of what I wanted to do. I couldn't figure it out. And when I got, uh, my buddy Rod got me back to playing music. And it was just 
screaming and yelling in his house, you know, but it's like he was playing his guitar and he was a wild guitar player, you know, and it's like I would just make up words on the fly and and it was good, you know, good times. We usually drunk because we were, we worked like, at that time, I think we worked like five, five to five for a while there. And when we get off on, a, on our day off, you know, we get off in the morning, go home, sleep a couple hours and start drinking, you know, you're eight, 19, whatever the hell it was. 18 and uh yeah so i got back into the music thing and i thought man this music man i should give music a harder try you know i've loved music forever so i tried to learn some songs i had tried to learn the bass before and i learned a couple songs and it was like i i, I wasn't feeling the bass I, and i played drums i knew i could play drums so that's what got me back in you know started playing music again and started playing the drums and then eventually singing songwriting and all that spiel, and I've done it for 30, you know, 30 some years now. Has it ever taken me anywhere? No, no, not. I mean, I, I probably have never made a thousand dollars. I'm not even, probably not even five hundred dollars from 30 years of music. I mean, and it's just, I've played a shit, you know, played a lot of shows. We've had a lot, I've had a lot of good times and a lot of good people. And music, you know, has been a constant savior for me. It's like well, my lowest depths of humanity. It's been there. But do I wish that I would have went back and tried that harder 30 years ago and had this be my job? Oh, yes. You know, if I thought I would have, if I would have thought back then that I could make something of it. And if I, I, I guess, you know, I just thought with all these bands that were out at the time around here, around where I live, it's like, man, I can't, I can't sing like that. I don't know anybody that plays that good. And, you know, when I joined the first couple bands I was in, I was like, yeah, I knew we weren't the greatest bands, but, and they all seem to fall apart. It's like, well, this is very undependable. So the classic words come out of my mouth about that. And it's like, ah, it is what it is. It's still fun. So I justified the giving up part of it by saying, ah, it's still fun. And, and it was, and it is. And, and I'm never going to, I regret not taking it more seriously, but I'll never regret being in music for 30-some years because I, I do absolutely love... I loved it for years and years and years. You know, Even when I'm done, I'll be able to look back on it with all the CDs and uh, videos and all the stuff of the bands I was in. and I'll love, I mean, that'll just bring a... It'll bring a smile on my face every time. And that's just how it is with that. But that's just one example of maybe giving up too much on your on your dreams you know I, I there's people now that any of my kids are in their 20s and i and i hope they 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 find what they need to be happy and i wish a lot of people even in your 30s it doesn't have to be because you're in your 20s you know you can be in your 30s 40s and 50s now i'm in my 50s now and one of the things that I would like to do would be stuff like this, you know, and it's just uh, to get, I've enjoyed it more and more, but it's like, yeah, you know, you're not going to make any money doing this. So I'm doing this as, as, as a hobby for myself and I, you know, and it's good time for me, but you know, if I wanted to make a living at it, could I, yeah, I don't know if I had the passion and desire to, 
go out there and promote the heck out of myself and to learn how to do the stuff on the computer where you can play clips and, and you know be a YouTuber. A couple hundred thousand subscribers or something. Make a little bit of money. So when you're 55 and you can retire and have that as a side part of job, you know, side thing going on or a little extra cash. And then it would, you know, but is it about the money? No, it's not. But to, if I could get paid to do this, I would. So maybe I need to look in the mirror and say, what do you want to do? I mean, you grow, you're working in a factory. You've been working in a factory since for 33 years, 34 years. You know, you're, you're going to be able to retire in two or three years here. Well, three years. So what do you want to do after you retire? Do you want to go work another job? Or do you want to find something to do before that time frame that lets you do what you want to and makes enough money to get by with what you've already earned from all your years of work? And that's going to be on my, you know, that's going to be a decision I'm going to have to make. And it's going to be something I'm going to come to. But, you know, I just don't want people to get overwhelmed by you know, the stuff to give up. If there's a dream you want, then at least try it for as hard as you can for a lengthy amount of time. I mean, it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying don't have a job and, and, uh, you know, music, you're going to be a professional musician. You're going to have to be homeless or, you know, whatever, but you don't have to, but you just have to use more of your free time when you're not working, you know, working on your craft. And, I, and I'd be a hypocrite to say that I did that and I didn't. And that's why I, you know, one of the regrets, regrets I have is not pushing myself more and, you know, and learning more instruments and maybe learning how to read music or whatever. But today's day, day and age, you know, but it's a it's a very fierce world we ha we're in right now. It's could get better, it could get worse. You know, we all know that, and I'm not the only one that's saying this. This is the most consequential presidential election that we'll ever see for most of us in our lifetime. It comes up <clears throat> very shortly here. I mean, you're talking three weeks, two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, a lot of things could change for me. You know, if in my mind, if I feel one person wins, then I've got to do a different strategy than what if the other person wins. You know, and at this point, it's like I'm bracing for either way. I mean, I, I know I'll make my vote and I'll hope for the best. And if one president loses or, the you know, one guy loses that like Trump loses, I'm going to I'm going to have, you know, struggles in my mind. If Biden loses and Trump wins, I think I'll be okay. You know, that's how my mind's processing the whole upcoming events. But at the same time, got to be prepared for the worst. So, I'm trying to do that in the next few weeks. But if Trump loses or, you know, as everybody in the majority, you know, Trump nation, Trumpers, whatever we're called, are we all going to just say, ah, well, we gave it a good run. It is what it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think they will. I, you know, and it's like some people that aren't as political like me, I'm not super gigantic political. At least I haven't been in my past. 
but there's going to be some people that are going to just, they're going to lose their shit, you know, and it's going to be, it could be a big, it could be a big problem. It could be a very big problem in this country either way with whoever wins. It could be a big problem for the people that are mad because they didn't win because this is a big, it's the most highly contested uh, election I've ever seen, you know. And I mean, I, I don't really, I haven't paid attention that much, but like I remember from Reagan on, you know, Reagan in 84, whatever that was, Bush and Reagan, and Reagan and Bush. I remember that, you know, and, and I watched all the elections since then. And I, and, I'm, and I know social media has grown so much now that you're seeing it everywhere because, you know, there's more social media. But I just don't remember it be, being anything being this contested, you know. It's just very harsh words from both sides, you know. It's like nobody's playing nice. And it's not just politics to some people. This is the way of life. It's uh, And I'm nervous about it because, I mean, I'm closer to my retirement and my 401k I want to do perform well and is it going to be a dumpster fire if Biden wins or if it's going to be a you know through the roof if Trump wins or you know maybe Biden will surprise who knows but I'm nervous about it because it's a changing of the guard every election you have a changing of guard so I can't use it as what it is scenario in this because it's really not I mean it, after it's done yeah, you can't really do much about it, but you have to adjust to the situation. You just say, well, you could say, it's not how I wanted it to go, but here I'm going to have to adjust some things. And there's nothing guaranteed in life. You know, we know, we have no timeline, specific timeline. We have a lot of things we don't have. You know, but like younger kids, like, I don't want to use their, you know, scenarios too much but like i'll just a young person i know you know their one goal in life right now is to have a job i mean a decent job but you know to to i think they want to look farther in their like music career or whatever at some point that's great wonderful and they basically want to live in yellow springs ohio i mean if you don't know where that is but um, yeah, that's a, that's an obtainable goal. There's no reason uh, that you can't find a way to get to there, to make enough money to live there, and then do pursue your dreams from there. You know, it's not everybody's first choice for you, but, you know, it's yours. So, I say, you know, seize that day, you know. Get out there and do it. And... There's a lot of other people like that that have, you know, some people have far-fetched goals. But far-fetched is the, in the eye of the beholder, too. It's like, I want to write a book. I always said I wanted to write a book. Like I said, I can write a, anybody can write a book that knows how, that re, can read and write or type and can form some sort of sentence. You don't even have to be able to form sentences anymore, dude. I mean, you can just... You could just write it out as sloppy as you want and pay somebody a little bit of money to come in and proofread your stuff and put it in a Word document and blah, there's your book. And and I've been scared to death to get on that last little bit and, and write that book because I think it's bad now. You know, I was like, I didn't, I reread it and I just, oh man, it's not as good as I thought. But you know what? I really just need 
to to follow my own advice and seize the day, you know. And I'm going to have to do that because it's not is what it is. It it's you can do it and you've almost done it and you need to do it. And I'm to the point with that with a lot of things. You know, it's like even my job, it's like man, I wish I would have you know, done another Got into a different field or something. You know, I can't live in the past. So what I can do moving forward is plan for my future, you know, the next few years. And try to adapt a somewhat, I don't know what you would call it, but not not an anti-attitude, but not a, you know, fall in line, comply in attitude either. I got to find that balance because, you know, anywhere in life you're told to comply or you're, you know, absolutely just don't care. There has to be a line. There's a, there's a point where, where you won't comply anymore because you think it's over a certain line. Well, it's the same for me with falling in line and, and, and saying it is what it is and not caring. You know, you, you can't like at work, you can't, teach worth ethic you can't it's either you work hard or you don't work hard or you try your best or you don't so i can't look at it and say i just don't care and i've said that a million times where you know bullshit i don't give a fuck i'm so over this job blah 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 i don't care let them do whatever and there's been a lot of changes and all this stuff piss on it. who cares whatever but I, you know in reality i do care you know i care about what i do and and how good I do it. And then there's, you know, they, they push, keep pushing and pushing and pushing until you're until you end the limit of compliance. And, you know, there's some things that you, you just go with, have to go with because it's like, number one, it might not be worth fighting over. And number two, they're well within their rights to do it. But, and I mean, as a pub, a private company, but, you know, you look at it, other things. You start trying to tell me something that I have to do things that are against the my own morals. Like this, this, just say it this way: I'm being told to wear a mask, at you know wherever. Okay, I can wear a mask. Then it was you can only wear a certain mask. Okay, now this that's a new one. It has to fit certain way. You can't have like the can't be hanging in front of your face. It has to be wrapped around under your chin and over your nose all the way and it's like it's always been over your nose but you had a little room at the bottom to breathe and it's not a a comfortable position so now they're saying you're strapping it over your your chin because it's what they want for guidelines okay you have to even comply with that but what if they come up to me and said here you have to wear this mask and it says I love Antifa or Biden Harris 2020 or Black Lives Matter or even the other way of, 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 of swastika. I'm not wearing that. I'm sorry. Because then you're into my personal beliefs and and this and that. Wearing a mask I could be pissed about. But you're not invading my personal beliefs. So when you start doing that, that's game over. I don't care what the consequences are because... I'm not wearing any of those masks to say those fucking things. I'm not doing it. I would never do it. I don't care. I guess I'll, I guess I'll live in a box. I'm, whatever I got to do. 
there will be some company out there that has something that I can do for money that wouldn't require me to do that dumb shit. I would be walking out the door. So there is a line. There's a line for everybody. But, you know, you, sometimes you'll choose whether you want to cross it or not. And I would cross that one. I would say, nope, that ain't doing it. I'm walking out of here. But, you know, I don't think it's ever going to come to that. I hope not. But I sure as hell, if they handed me one of those masks to say, here, you can wear this. I, ah, okay. Is what it is. Nope. Not a, not a fucking chance. Not a chance. So everybody's got their limit, you know. So I guess what my my thing is today is like, there there's expressions like this that people take different ways, okay? And I take is what it is as either just saying that there's nothing I can do about it, which is somewhat true sometimes, or it's just saying I, I don't care enough, I give up on it, or I'm just not wanting to, I'm not willing to go out and fight for my rights. And I, it's kind of a weak, in that, in that regard, it's kind of a, a weak statement. So I believe that, I guess, I'm trying to get to the point. I, I don't know how to say it. That's what's bothering me. I just say you got to strive for what you want to do. And you have to trust and believe in your convictions, which I always say. And you have to be you. And you know when to fight and you know when not to fight. And if you if you don't fight for something that you believe in, it will haunt you forever. But you have to know how to fight and how far you can fight with get and and stay in the friendly confines of the law and not lose your job or something ridiculous like that. But go out and you do what you want to do to your best ability but it don't don't use it as the coward's way out it could be very well that you can't do it and if you say it is what it is because there's nothing absolutely nothing you can do or you can't just get quit your job it's like it's not that important to you but like i said it comes down to something like it's crossing your lines of your morals it's crossing your lines of what you want to do Stand up for yourself. Don't use that expression. And find a way to push through. Anyway, that's my little spiel for today on a little phrase there. So, as always, trust and believe in your convictions. Stay safe out there. I'll see you next time on the Zero Hours. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.